0: This is the Moral Money Podcast. Hi, this is Jeremy Kalin and I'm the host of the Moral Money Podcast, a collective inquiry into how money binds our lives together and how money can strengthen our spiritual connections. This is our first ever bonus episode, a real milestone in the infancy of this podcast. In Episode 5, I was joined by one of my closest friends, Wade Vitalis. Before you listen to this bonus episode, you might want to catch Episode 5. As happens all the time in Minnesota, some people say it's a Scandinavian thing, other people say it's part of our oddly passive-aggressive nature. Wade and I, of course, kept talking after we wrapped up the content I had wanted to cover in Episode 5. Realizing that we were onto something pretty big again, I pulled out my iPhone, laid it on the kitchen table, and hit record. The sound isn't that bad, especially after I cleaned it up in post-production. Interestingly, the more we talked about deep spirituality and about Christianity's roots, the more freely each of us spoke. So there's several four-letter words dropped in this bonus episode. So another milestone, Moral Money Podcast's First Explicit Language Warning. Thanks for listening to the Moral Money podcast. As always, and I hope you enjoy this bonus episode.
1: That—that um, that was
0: the God's incarnation.
1: You know, they call it the incarnation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in fact, God was incarnate from the very moment that He created everything with the Big Bang. So God is in everything. So He's in the trees. He's in the, He's in all of it, all the time. The reason why that's so radical, I don't exactly get this, but the reason why it became the really core of the theology, well, a few different reasons, but namely, it's because Pluto said that matter and spirit can't ever be co-mingled. Pluto or Plato? Plato. Plato. Pluto.
0: You said Pluto. The dog. No. And the planet.
1: Plato. Platonic theology says... Spirits up here matters here, and they can never connect. So when Jesus came down, that was the whole Trinitarian controversy that led for the first three hundred years to the council in Nicaea in three hundred and Constantine decided he wanted to make his army and and wanted to make hit the, it the you know the, the empire's religion, and that's where it all got off whack from the very beginning. so so because if, if God is not incarnate from the moment of creation, and he sent his son down, which he did, we believe. Um, what, where, where was he all the rest of that time? Mm-hmm. And more importantly, how can, what have we done to think about how he is through that period? Well, we thought he, God was just this distance, you know, king sitting on his throne, um, uh, allowing things to happen, or worst case scenario wanting things to happen or planning and playing the puppet master right so if you so if god is not connected to the planet he's just a puppet master if he's not connected to his creation and of course he's connected to his creation that's where mm-hmm. all the mystical part of, of all religion lies so the big schism in the church was in the 1021 because the eastern orthodox churches believe much more in mysticism the problem with mysticism one thing about loss that that Jewish people have figured out is they're very handy for keeping people in check. <laughs> yes, they're very, very handy. And Constantine figured that out right away. You know, this is all laws and rules and these are great things. Um, of course, Jesus had some things to say about that. But, um, so, the, the it, ultimately there was a clash between the mystical religion of Christianity that believed there was there was a a God beyond, uh, in the mystery, you know, conf- you know, beyond mm-hmm. understanding. And the church that said, well, if you just follow these rules, right. you can be in relationship with God. Then if you're not following these rules, you're right. out of relationship. So get back in a relationship. So for an emperor like Constantine, that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. And so the council in Nicaea was called together to, to to deal with this issue. Is Jesus... God or man or what is he I need you guys to figure this out because you're going to be the religion of our empire forever a lot of people saw, saw that as, oh that's a great thing except for the first 300 years of the Christian church which which you know Paul basically founded um, they lived the Beatitudes and mm-hmm. you couldn't kill someone mm-hmm. that was the golden rule of the Lord your God and Father with all your heart and all your soul and your neighbor is yourself. You couldn't kill a person, mm-hmm. so they didn't kill. Even though they were Nero, and they were horribly prosecuted, persecuted, and killed, and yeah. they never, an, ext- up, up until they became part of the the extroverted empire-building Western world, yeah. and then that's where Christianity really lost its break from really being. Uh, uh, a community of that cares and takes care of people um, to uh, just a dominating uh, uh, empire.
0: And so that's where it got off the wheels. You yeah. got, it just got off the rail. That's right. where it kind of all went to. And so if reishi baralokim adeshamayim vatar, that's God created the heavens and the earth. And mm-hmm. God is on a present. means God is in the, the currency exchange as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That there is no separation, right? But, no, there's
1: not. No, right. no, no, yeah, no, exactly. And 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 I really, I mean, Father Rohr, when we were learning uh, a lot of this stuff, um, was uh, I didn't know. I learned a lot about the Jewish your Jewish faith. I th- I think at least I I believe he was. I believe what he's saying is all true. That because trying to understand Genesis is, uh, as. A, Christian's kind of complicated. Mm -hmm. I would imagine (laughs) so. Uh Because none of them line up. It's Uh like three different stories. Pick your story. Right. Which one is it? Well, the beautiful part about, as I understand it, is that um, uh, and this is what Christians don't know, and they're just so so too into the Scripture that they're not, they they just, they're, you you know, so which one are you supposed to believe? Well, that's the whole point. They couldn't agree with them, so they didn't throw it out. They kept these... This, these stories that were yeah. in conflict in the book. Right. Because, because they recognized, um, and, and the way he described it to me, and I, I don't know if this is true, you probably know, but like the Supreme Court has a majority opinion, there's always a minority right. opinion that right. goes right alongside. Right. And the Torah is written the exact same way. You have a majority opinion and a minority opinion, and in Genesis, it's clear. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crystal clear. That's it starts good. out with, you know... It was good. I made it. It was good. It was yeah, good. Right. It was good. good. And it was right. good and good and good and good and good. And all of a sudden, shit, it's bad as hell. It right. fell out to this apple, and some of your bad apples. And it's like how you never can you can never rectify them.
0: So it's so interesting because I'm. Uh, I mentioned I'm working on this lay sermon from what we call Devar Torah, which just means the thing from the Torah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, for Anoa. Mm. And so it's like, well, why? So God found that there was corruption. And I've always been troubled, or recently, I would <laughs> say, been more troubled by the fact that God says, I'm going to go kill everybody. And Noah says, aye, aye, Captain, how big a ship? Mm-hmm. Right? No, like, protest of you're going to do what to my cousins because right. we're only right. 10 generations in. Right. Right. And, you know, so it was good, it was good, it was good. And then you have the descent, uh, the fall, right? And then all of a sudden, well, nine good, gener- eight good. generations later, yeah after Cain and Abel, right. you have the world, humans having gone so corrupt, mm-hmm. but there's little specificity in the text itself about why it was corrupt enough that God felt a need to take the dry erase marker mm-hmm. and, uh, and erase right. everything on the board except for, right. but it's really interesting because I'm uh, prepping this. So is it literal prepping. or metaphorical? Well, so that's the question, right? Yeah, but that is the question. In, 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 um, in Brashit, the first chapter for the first five chapters first portion of uh of Genesis mm-hmm. the you ident- at some point is identified like here's the branch of humans that are the artisans and here's mm-hmm. the branch of humans that are another mm-hmm. sort of craft and I was like yeah but I don't believe Noah is in that line mm-hmm. so that branch was actually to to the point of conflict that branch is exterminated by the flood
1: sure sure
0: Right? If if it's just Noah and his wife, right. who's of course right. not right. not named, right. Right. If, they're, if they're the only ones left, then Genesis is all this like ha, ah, suckers, I'm starting over. Or it's just like, there's a term for this called palimpsest, which mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. used to take a parchment, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. draw on that parchment, and mm-hmm. then uh, you'd erase the parchment, because sure. the paper, there's no paper. Sure. So you'd erase the parchment, scrape off that top layer, but the etching of the Instrument We'd on still there be, uh, was still uh, there, sure. so then you have this palimpsest, this yeah, layering, and in lots of ways, the creation story is is, is palimpsest, He's and there. then you add yeah, yeah, yeah. you add the the Christ, yeah. uh, the Jesus story. Right. right. It's just another part of that palimpsest. Yeah. Right. And then even if you add um, Islam on there, and you had Muhammad mm-hmm. part of that, and then if you're an LDS right. <laughs> or if right. you're Franciscan or right. an LDS, you just have another layer of that palimpsest, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but that conflict is. It's really? real, and it's, like, right there. I never, I just couldn't, first of all, you go really fast. You go, here's the creation. Oh, yeah. Here's Genesis the flood and the redemption. does. Right. And, oh, by the way, I don't I didn't catch this until I reread Noah. You, it's not just pairs of animals. It's a pair of every animal and seven pairs of every animal that's kosher. Wow. So, like, before there is a law. God is already ensuring mm-hmm. that the new creation has law mm-hmm. and order to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and this notion of pure and impure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, in the myth, right? In the myth. In the myth. <laughs> and then the... Uh, because um, t- the, all that we're really trying to do
1: is figure it out. Right. And did they get 100%? Of course not. Of course not. Because right? you're, you're the ant trying to understand a supercomputer, and you don't understand a supercomputer. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many ways that it's... That's right. It's so, That's right. It's so many ways that... And then then even the whole construct of time. Well, God doesn't live in time.
0: Right. He's not... <laughs> it, well, not everybody's so warped of having all these um, generations that live for hundreds of years. And then in Genesis, before you even get to Noah, there's there's this text that says... And God decided that humans would be constricted to 120 years. So no generation after whichever generation that is, is lives for longer than 120 years. That's born after that moment. Right? It's like, well, okay, but there's this warped sense of time anyway. And now you're going to like... So it's a way of sort of fitting in the mythology and all of a sudden going, well, but guys, here's how... Here's how we can explain that humans don 't live that long, oh yeah, right? there's, these, no oh. There, there's all men sitting on a
1: fire at night, first of all telling you stories and remembering them right, and at some much later date, someone going, you know, we should write these stories down, right, but it's sort of, <laughs> and, and writing then writing feeding on. these stories, oh yeah and and then and then it's it's this really imperfect text in the end that um is is more mystical and almost mythical than it has anything to do with reality. Yeah. I mean it's this it's a wonderful a, a wonderful, wonderful attempt to try to figure it all out. Right. And right. and mostly it was told by stories by fires and eventually was written. Mm-hmm. And, and and I've always had so uh but but and God's bigger than that. Mm -hmm. If you believe in a really, really big God, Mm -hmm. he probably doesn't need a pen or a pencil or a piece of paper or words to be Mm -hmm. able to Mm -hmm. communicate Mm -hmm. his being to his creation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need it. But we need to have, we need this. Right. So we, that's why we create it, is
0: because we need to have it. So I'm really curious about how uh, this inquiry is going for me in terms of figuring out, like, the role of currency and money as silver and, and paper, right? Yeah, as no a, way. as a means. So the exchange it of changed. one thing to, to another, changed. that's just a conscious exchange, a barter, as it were. Um, and then we allowed this intermediary, which in some ways you're describing the same I was, this is what like I was human to, to God go back. Like uh, that, connection. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because, because that changes
1: because I make root you sell milk, and you really want root beer, and I really want milk, mm-hmm. and you give me a gallon of milk. And I'm like, "This is great," and I give you a half a gallon of root beer. And you go, "This is awesome." Yeah, right. I'm right. happy as heck. There's a valued that's right decision that's been made in that. Yeah. So the creation of money just really created consumerism, which is which detaches you from this thing that you know I make, I create. I, I'm able to give yeah, right, right, it it changes right. that whole dynamic. And and not making a statement that that's good or bad, but you have to be honest about what it did. It it mm-hmm. changed. It created way more commerce, of course. It was it was part of it was part, yeah, but it is part of who we are now and that's it's a different
0: thing. So uh pushback. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, and I don't know which of the Gospels this is in, because I don't spend my time living reading the Gospels. Right. It's actually one of the right. pieces of homework over the next few years I want to do. Right. Right. Um, uh, you know that the quote is attributed uh, to Jesus is that it's the love of money that's the root of all evil, not money.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not right? saying
0: money money's bad. Yeah, it's but, the love of, right. um, and. So last, almost a year ago, Hope and I, along with others, were there with former Minneapolis-St. Louis Park rabbi, Rob Kahn, um, who uh, we recorded an episode on this. Genghis's brother, Rob. Actually, um, actually you know, uh, um, spelled differently, um, you actually know his brother, David, who was general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves during the sort of oh. lowest points of the uh, although it's okay. fair to say that you know the right. timber of management these days can't get out of their own way anyway no, that's but true. that's a whole other yeah, podcast yeah, right, it's right. not this podcast <laughs> right. um, uh, and so we were there at the foot of the Kotel the basically the retaining wall that held the temple holds back the temple mount which we know is mm-hmm. the western wall the Wailing right. wall but um, there's been a recent excavation in the last decade of this section called Art Robinson, Robinson's Arch It basically was just the Roman pathway, Mm -hmm. and there's three small archways under the big arch that held Robinson's Arch above it, Mm -hmm. Robinson's Fell, Mm -hmm. those little three um, mini arches, kind of stalls, were excavated recently, Mm -hmm. because all that rubble was then, It was dirt and sand, and they were the money changers' booth. And so Rob actually goes. He um, talks about it a little bit, and then so what would happen was, mm-hmm. and I hate to to um, jump on him, but mm-hmm. the um, so you had to go to the temple to to give your sacrifice
1: right.
0: with your best at at uh, I think it's five or six um, sacrifice festivals sure. a year, yeah. pilgrimage festivals. Yeah. So if you were uh, um, raising your crops away your best grain and your best coat you were supposed to bring to the temple to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could take a 14 day journey with sufficient... A goat that's alive. Right. So you, <laughs> yeah. So you got right? there and you bought a goat. Right. So you sold your produce at home brought the currency mm-hmm. went to the money changers booth mm-hmm. and bought um a token or something mm-hmm. or may have actually purchased the actual grain and an animal and then because you were dirty from the journey you also bought the white cloth mm-hmm. and right behind like 20 paces behind is the ritual bath called mm-hmm. a mikvah mm-hmm. so you have just exchanged your currency for right just the, the sacrificial tool. um, um, tools mm-hmm. You go into this ritual bath and you go down the left side and go down to the bath and it's separated by a little knee wall. Mm -hmm. So then the pure and impure are separated. You're purified. You go up the left side. You really got to go see this. Um, you go up the left side and then you are, um, given this white cloth because you're pure now clean from the journey, actually then purified. And then you're given the tools that you just used your money to pay for mm-hmm. to do the sacrifice that is required mm-hmm. six times a year, but most importantly on the Day of Atonement sure. as the uh, thing as the act that is required to make yourself um, on your the It's written on Yom Kippur it is sealed, who shall live and who shall die. That's the Udantana Toka of prayer actually um, is later than the temple, but right. um, but it was we gave words mm-hmm. that replaced this act. Sure. So now we act out in our synagogues sure. something that is a ritual that is supposed to take place sure. of this more sacrament. direct sacrament, right? R- yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it was the mo- role of money, and he helped me understand. Rab- Rabbi Khan helped me understand that that money is it's a conduit.
1: Yeah.
0: It's an exchange for your labor.
1: Yeah.
0: But it also allows you to fulfill other holy uh, commandments. Okay. And it was only, and Jesus was so pissed. And he overturned the money changers table when he saw that the the stewards of that exchange were profiteers. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they had been so addicted to the money itself, Mm -hmm. rather than their role as the conduit for the spiritual exchange. And that's where that big moment comes, which then sets off ultimately his crucifixion, right? If I understand the story... There's
1: a lot of things that he does that pisses me off. Yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> so maybe I don't have the I mean, story quite right. But... I mean, they're constantly trying to trip him up all yeah. the way along.
0: But wasn't that, like, one of the very first things he did when he came back from the wilderness? Oh, yeah. Was he yeah. saw this...
1: I don't have the
0: timeline. I don't either, so let's... Well, i sure <laughs> to be able to do that,
1: but I, I, uh... but I was going to say something. Um, but I can't remember what it was. I lost my train of thought. Um so there sacraments and and those things are, are are necessary um they're necessary and um but father war just read, read something recently and it was kind of in the in the, it was implicit and spoken that um we've we uh, became to see uh uh all forms of sacraments, being Christians, as just that thing you got to do and check off.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, this and is a you problem can, you in What you just described me it's is not a no problem in a bapt- baptism. Yeah. It's just yeah. a thing. Yep. It's a check off thing. Yep. And so he just argued recently, and I kind of, uh, I kind of wish I could find it really quick, to to it was so eloquently um, about why sacraments are. St- really not helpful (laughs) at all um they were in a time of 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 a lower level consciousness of understanding they were probably necessary Mm -hmm. um but at this particular point where we have evolved if you believe in evolution which i do um we are at a different level of consciousness where they become a hindrance because they become a box checkoff, and mm-hmm. they and they, while the meaning underneath really is by and large lost on the audience that was intended yeah, for, that's it. Exactly because the right. audience that that was intended for was different than the audience now. Yes. So, if you believe that there is evolution and that God's been with us from the beginning, so what? 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 Father Royce, that's my favorite way he goes. God wasn't. Maybe I've said this one before, but I've said it a lot to a lot of people. God wasn't waiting. First Christian A team to come along right. <laughs> before he right. started speaking to creation,
0: right? right. <laughs> Period,
1: right? <laughs> because I mean, you talked to. I've been in. I've been in, in co- theological conversations where. So the Mayan burrito maker who never met Jesus does he go to hell? Because he never because he didn't live in the time of Jesus, right. and he and he clearly was you know right not a Christian. Does he go to hell? Well, yeah. Well, well no. Well. If it's no, and if it's yes, it's incomplete. Mm -hmm. You you can't give because neither one of them break down, and that's the problem with Christianity right now. Is some of those things are just these things that need to break Mm -hmm. down are starting to break down. down. People are going, well, if God's the puppet master, who wants a God like that? If He's not love and He's Mm -hmm. also hatred, because if I read the you read the freaking Bible, God's a bastard. Holy shit, He's sending shit down at us, and holy crap, He flooded us all. He killed us all. Holy crap. Who is this? Right? Guy? Very vengeful, very Very yeah, yeah. very angry yeah, man. Yeah. Horrible. 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 Well, how the hell do you end up with love? So there's this disconnect uh-huh. between a loving God and a God who's a king. And and we have that disconnect because we wanted kings. I mean, listen, look at the Bible. Right. The Bible. God. God, you, you sent us all these crazy goofballs that live in the desert and come out every now and then and tell us Crowley's prophets we don't get it they don't ex- we don't know what the hell right, they're doing right, right. send us kings so he sends a whole freaking bunch of kings right. all of which completely failed yeah. because okay you wanted kings here's your kings and, and, and we wanted kings because we see him as a king and wanted a king to be God on earth and that's just not that's not what God is so if God is in everything and God is fundamentally love he can't be hate. He can't be angry. He right, can't be mad. Right,
0: right,
1: How do we make that work? How does that work? You reconnect God into all of creation, and God is here right now yeah. in this whole right. thing. Right. And the amazing thing when you accept the cosmology, which evangelical Christians, fundamentalists, you know, no, we were never dinosaurs or right. or it's the Galileo go, go, Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's right. it's you know. We know we literally in seven days the Bible says, and in seven days there we were. It's like you got to be kidding me. Let's just say that wasn't the case, <laughs> and that because God, it's much more bigger. It's a much bigger God when you think that He took a little piece of energy this big, right? Right. And right. not only did He go whoosh, it hasn't stopped going whoosh. Right. right. It just keeps going. Right. Holy shit! To me. That's a huge God. That's a gigantic God, and that's yeah. our God, yeah. and that God, and and He poured out His love, and that's what this all is supposed to be. This is supposed to be all about love, and because of our tribal nature and our lower levels of consciousness. Another great guy to read would be Ken Wilber. Uh, lower levels of consciousness. Um, uh, where necessary just like just like maslow's hierarchy right you, you need to have these sort of basic yep. needs that you need to have met you need to be able to live so so you you start forming allegiances and then you have these tribes and hopefully you you, you know you ideally you evolve the tribe into this you know oh, We have this, this thing. It's the same conceptual idea that Wilbur has about levels of consciousness, but you have to have, you have to be able to bring everybody that's still at a lower level of consciousness if you're one of the consciousness breakers. So he wrote a great story about what happened with the Greens, where he's got it all. They're all color coded throughout history. This is Mm -hmm. Wilbur. Yeah. And anyways, I'm getting off on a side tangent, but. The point is, God's in ev- If God's in everything, and God is love, He can't be a puppet master in this guy being mad and pissed off. He didn't. Right. He didn't right. flood the world. It's right. a great story to tell around a fire, and, and it was. A, it had these wonderful, mystical parts of it that said, God, even though God saved Noah, and He saved the kids, mm-hmm. His sons and mm-hmm. their, and then yeah. had sex with his lineage. Yeah, right. then had sex with his son's wife. Like, drank a glass of wine, got off the boat, drank a glass of wine, had sex. It's like, this is the story of humanity, right? Right, right. We are constantly falling. Yeah,
0: and, right. And falling. And remember that Noah was a um, man of great um, virtue among his generations. Yes. This is the kind of language. I come remember this specific, yes. Yes. specific uh, phrase, yes. but, and yet he does exactly this, right? Because all men. Can't. right exactly right you right. Can't,
1: can't and so so what are we supposed to be doing so yeah so so we're supposed to be um uh, not tribal right <laughs> and the thing right. is we are so damn tribal right now yes it's scary uh-huh. you just can't hardly watch right. it exactly can't watch the news yeah it's so tribal and uh um but at any rate um on that happy note <laughs> exactly
0: Well, folks, there you have it. Moral Money Podcast's first bonus episode. How fun. I hope you enjoyed this special treat. And if you did, please rate and review the Moral Money Podcast on iTunes. Have a great and prosperous week. And I'll catch you soon for the next episode of the Moral Money Podcast.